your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, August 20th, 2021. Your boy Q here with you as always, ready to finish off this week really strong, then head to L.A. for the Raiders and Rams preseason game number two. Don't know who we're going to see as far as starters out there playing. Don't know how long these guys are going to play, but we know that it's preseason game number two, and there's only three preseason games this season, so excited about that. The preseason is almost over. You got to get through it as injury-free as possible, but uh, excited to be able to close out this week really strong. And So coming up on today's show in segment number three, I believe I'm going to have calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. I'm not quite sure because in segment number two, I'll be talking to Kyle Newman from Odds Checker. You can find him on Twitter at NewmanNY Sports. We're going to be talking all things betting lines as far as the AFC West goes, where the money is being placed. Where's the money being placed as far as who's going to win the division? Where's the money being placed on who's going to go to the Super Bowl? Who's going to be the league MVP? Who's going to be defensive player of the year? Stuff like that, but all things that have to do with the AFC West. We're going to have that conversation coming up in segment number two and potentially segment number three, depending on how long it goes so uh, you gotta kind of have to bear with me because I'm not too sure if I'll have time for calls and texts in segment number three here in segment number one as I always do want to give you news and notes of the day and before I get into that I want to do a big shout out to my guy Mikey the Barber in the 916 Sacramento California real good dude actually met him and his daughter in person at that last Raider game in Oakland versus the Jacksonville Jaguars and we had that big locked on Raider podcast party and him and his daughter were there and so a real good dude man I, I consider him a friend and uh, he let me know on Thursday he came down with COVID, man. So he's uh, he's at the crib and he's battling with COVID right now. And uh, I know Mikey is a is a battler, so I'm sure he's going to be okay. But still want to keep that dude in our prayers and thoughts because you just never know how that's going to uh, affect, you know, individuals. So uh, prayers up to my guy, Mikey the Barber in the 916. Hopefully you're feeling better, bro. And uh, let me know how things go. Now let's go ahead and jump into the news and the notes of the day. So the Raiders and Rams had joint practice number two. Uh, something that the Raiders were looking forward to. I know the Rams were looking forward to it, and I think the fans and media were looking forward to it as well, just to kind of see how the Raiders stack up. And we know on Wednesday, uh, the Raiders had a really good day, apparently offensively and defensively, kind of dominated the practice. And, you know, again, it's practice, so you don't want to take too much from it. But the Raiders had a really good day on Wednesday, so I was interested to see how they were going to come back on Thursday, and more importantly, how the Rams were going to come back on Thursday. Well, it was very chippy at practice, and it ended up getting stopped 45 minutes early by John Gruden because of fights. And uh, as he said later on in the media session, it was really just some special teamers that were going at it and some punches were being thrown. But uh, the Raiders team all came together, man. They all had each other's back. And uh, as much as I don't want to see fights and I don't want to see the practice get cut short because those are very valuable reps, actually probably more important than the game on Saturday, uh, it was it was good to see everyone had everyone's back. Now, I'll never go out there and encourage a team to fight. I'll never go out there and say, yeah, try to uh, beat the brakes off of the other team that you're having a joint practice with. But again, it is very refreshing to see these players go out there and uh, and cut for each other and have each other's back and clearly they uh, they really are 
are all in, in sync with each other and they really like each other and they believe that they're building something special. So that is a positive right there to see that they at least have that edge to them. And, and you'll hear why a little bit later on uh, in this segment. But a couple of injuries that I did want to bring up before I let you hear some sound from the media sessions following the practice. Nicholas Morrow, linebacker Nicholas Morrow, and then uh, left guard Richie Incognito. Both were banged up during practice. They left. Um, you know, Richie Incognito, he actually limped off the field. And then Nicholas Morrow had a cart brought out for him, but he didn't use it. And he ended up limping off the field. John Gruden didn't have any kind of update during the media session on how those guys were doing. But I've talked about the depth and, and where there would be concerns. I think both of those areas are areas of concern right there. The linebacking core is not very deep. And the offensive line, I mean, you know who the starters are supposed to be, but who are going to be the guys that Tom Cable has to go to if one of these starters goes down, like a Richie Incognito? I mean, those are two areas to be definitely concerned. Uh, the linebacking core, uh, I know a lot of people want the Raiders to go out there and make a move for K.J. Wright. If Nicholas Morrow is seriously hurt and is going to miss some times, I would not be surprised if you see K.J. Wright get signed quick, fast, in a hurry. And as far as the offensive line goes, Richie Incognito, if he goes down, is going to miss some time. Is it John Simpson? All of a sudden, does he slide into that position, or do they go out and make a move? I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, they don't have to do that with either one of these guys. Hopefully, they're just banged up a little bit, and we'll skip the game on Saturday, but then they're good to go for the season opener September 13th against the Ravens. So, uh, again, those are two interesting injuries that we definitely want to monitor because they could potentially be big ones. Now, I do want to hear, or I want you to hear some sound uh, from the media sessions following the practice. First, we'll start off with head coach John Gruden, left tackle Colton Miller also talked to the media, tight end Darren Waller, and running back Josh Jacobs. You're not going to hear for all of them, and you're not going to hear a whole lot from each of them, but we'll start off with Gruden on what he thought the team got out of the two days of joint practices with the Rams. You know, we did, uh, I thought we did a great job looking at some different players in different situations, and different defenses and different offenses. And we had some guys really uh, get some ex excellent experience against a very good football team. So uh, it's all about experience. It's all about improving. And I think we accomplished those two things. So there's head coach John Gruden. You can hear it in his voice. Not very happy at all. Uh, did not want to cut that practice short. Uh, there was times, and you're not going to hear the sound bites, but he was like, that's just stupid. That's not good for football. It's not good for the team. I mean, he was just, he was really irritated. And that's something I was a witness to when I was at the training facility, the practice facility in Henderson. I mean, he told us before they left for L.A., he did not want any of that, any of those fighting and any of that. He, he wanted to play smart and go out there and participate and be smart about it. And so you can see the irritation on his face, and you can hear it in his voice. Now, one more soundbite from Gruden, and that's on the second-round pick out of TCU, Trayvon Merrick. Uh, he played, I think, pretty decent in uh, preseason game number one against the Seahawks. Uh, he's done a lot better, I think, in the joint practices. Uh, has come up with some turnovers, had a nice pass breakup on Thursday. So here's John Gruden on what he thought about Trayvon Merrick. I thought he did an excellent job. Uh, very pleased with a lot of our young players. Uh, Second-year receivers marrying in the middle of our defense. Arnett had a couple good days. Trayvon Mullen uh, is stepping his game up. So we'll go look at this tape, and I know it wasn't perfect, but pretty good, pretty good against a very good offensive team. Uh, we're excited about it. So there's John Gruden talking about Trayvon Merrick, and I'm sure at some point he'll actually get his name right. But then he went to Damon Arnett. He went to Trayvon Mullen. He's talking about the young guys and that he's liking what he's seeing from those dudes. So that's a positive step. Again, that's something that I've been seeing at practice as well. And again, don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, similar to what I said on, on Thursday's show. But it's, it's really hard to when it looks like these guys are doing what they're supposed to be doing. So uh, how about tight end Darren Waller? Uh, he talked to the media, and uh, he was asked if he felt the team got enough reps in 
before practice was ultimately called. What his thoughts are on that? Yeah, I mean, I would have liked to finish practice for sure uh, because the best reps, in my opinion, are the ones where you really are tired and that's when, you know, chances where, you know, more errors or, you know, your lack of technique at the end can show a little bit and you can really grow from that. So I would like to finish strong. But, you know, there were a lot of competitive reps. There was a whole lot of reps yesterday uh, to go through and count on. So, I mean, I'm content with what we did, but I would have liked to be able to finish. So there's Darren Waller right there talking about would love to finish the practice, but he did get a lot of reps in. It was great to see and hear Darren Waller back at practice doing what Darren Waller does. Uh, He's looking really good, and there's a reason why the Raiders held him out because they know that he's a key cog to that offense, and they want him to be 100% healthy. So don't expect to see him on Saturday. If you do, maybe maybe one series at the most. I, I just There's no reason, in my opinion, to throw Darren Waller out there to the Wolves when you already know what he brings to the table. Now, the final couple clips that I'm going to bring you is all Josh Jacobs, and I love when Josh Jacobs talks, especially now. He just seems in year three he is so much more mature and not saying he wasn't mature before it just sounds like he's taking that leadership role so after the fight happened after John Gruden called the practice 45 minutes early sent everybody to the bus they got rid of their pads Josh Jacobs took to Twitter and put out a tweet about how much he loves this team and it had a little purple devil in the tweet and uh, so he was asked about it and it was asked hey did that tweet have to do with the dust up on the field definitely about how how the whole situation was handled um I mean, if you look at our guys and you see how we reacted and you see they guys and how they just let some things happen, I mean, I like the fact that our team got a, a, the fighting spirit and all of that, but they had each other's back. So, yeah, it was definitely huge. And that's what I was talking about at the beginning of the show, talking about that fighting spirit, talking about everyone had each other's back. And you heard it right there. He didn't think that all the Rams guys had each other's back. He, he felt like they let things slide. And so uh, that's, not, that's not a really good sign. You want to make sure that your whole team always has each other's back. So uh, Josh Jacobs was asked a couple other questions that I want to bring to you. And uh, one of them was about Trey Regis and B.J. Emmons. Of course, they did a really good job running the rock on Saturday night he was asked about them and what he thinks of them after his, their performance on Saturday they both nice man I mean I mean the thing that I say like impressed me the most is them coming in and just learning how fast they're picking up the playbook um how, how you could tell that they're really locked in and want to make the team and and they give everything they got every day at practice and I mean they're, they're coachable guys too you know what I'm saying you can go over there and you t- talk to them and tell them about a mistake they made and they don't make it twice um, so I think that's the biggest thing that uh, I see from him. So there's some pretty high remarks right there from Josh Jacobs about Trey Regis and B.J. Emmons. And I'll tell you, man, the more and more I think about it, and we'll see a lot more Saturday night when they're in action because I'm sure you'll see plenty of Trey Regis and B.J. Emmons. But I really think that Jalen Richard, his, his time is cooked. You know, if, if Regis or Emmons or both can show that they can pick up the blitz and do it consistently, I don't think there's any reason why they keep they keep uh, Jalen Richard around. And I know that he catches the ball really well out of the backfield. Trey Regis doesn't do that that well. B.J. Emmons does it better. So, again, I mean, there's a potential, especially with the money. I can see both those guys actually sticking on the roster. But we'll see. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cut and release Jalen Richard already. But it just feels like he's on his way out. So, I got a couple more that I want you to hear real quickly. Uh, one was on if Josh Jacobs thought that the Rams may have underestimated the Raiders and thought that they were just going to be treating them like they did in 2019 when they met with them up in Nashville and just really got the best of them, did he think that the Rams underestimated the Raiders? I feel like a lot of teams do. I feel like either they underestimate us or we get their best their best shot. Um, and really, I don't know. I don't really think, I don't like to say it's really about other teams. I really feel like it's just about us. Um, however we, we put our minds to and however we wake up and decide what we have on our uh, agenda to do that day. Um, and we kind of had it on our mind that we was going to come in and, you know what I'm saying, and, and be, the, be the team. Um, 
and we it felt like a home game you know you see all the little fans and stuff <laughs> all Raiders gear but all seriousness we just try to come in man, and work every day um and, and trying to get to that next level um and i feel like a lot of additions that we added to this team is definitely gonna help us get there so there's running back josh jacobs talking about the rounds potentially underestimating the raiders and uh, i like what he said there when he said you know it's not even really about them it's about us it's been mentality that we come in there with and i've been saying that for a long time it really isn't about the opponent. Now, I know that there's some teams that have just superior talent, and so you just kind of feel like, hey, there's no chance that this team is going to win this game. And I'm not talking about the Raiders specifically. I'm just talking about in general. Sometimes that talent is just so large. But for the most part, especially in the NFL, depending on what you do during the practice week, you win games during the practice week. It depends on your mentality. And the mentality that the Raiders went into the joint practice with the Rams was that they were going to win on Saturday or, or basically on Sunday if it had been a regular season game. They are going to win on Sunday, and they're going to get it done in practice. I had a coach uh, one time tell me, Scott Stewart, he's the head football coach there at Temple High School in Texas, and he said uh, – he said, Q, it's never about the opponent. I never, ever worry about the opponent that we're going to play. I always tell the guys, it's about you. Do you want to go out there and participate? Do you want to go out there and be the best you could be today? Are you going to take this as a serious business trip, or are you just going to think that you're going to out-talent somebody? Nine times out of ten, you don't out-talent somebody. So that's something that has always resonated well in my mind. And so he talked about some of the young guys being brought in and some of the talent being brought in that can help this team move forward. One guy that I've been very high on, and you know we've had folks call in and talk about this guy, uh, Nate Hobbs, fifth-round pick out of Illinois. I think he can be a player. I've said it multiple times. Well, Josh Jacobs was asked his thoughts on Nate Hobbs. I love that dude. Uh, so he'd be right next to me all the time, like in the locker room. He's like not too far. Um, but I mean, I love him. I love his energy. Um, I love the. I just love the way he played the game. I mean, he he has that never quit attitude, like wanting to be a better player, and um, he fly around. I mean, you can see the confidence in his game. I just try to talk to him every chance I get, telling him he's doing a good job, and just to keep stacking days. Um, so yeah, man, I'm excited to see a lot of them rookies, especially the, the the DBs. They they've been playing pretty good, so. I try to stay in the air a little bit, you know what I'm saying, tell them I, I noticed some in just to keep improving. So I'm not going to ride the hype train. I'm not going to try to uh, promote or, you know, push the uh, the narrative on Nate Hobbs. But uh, I think those are pretty high remarks right there from a guy who's been there, done that in the league now, going into year three. I think Josh Jacobs knows what a, a good NFL player looks like, what he sounds like, how he practices. And it sounds like Nate Hobbs is doing the right things. And to the point where Josh Jacobs even laughed and said, hey, I love that dude. I mean, that's that's pretty glowing remarks right there. But again, that's from him. That's not from me. So I just wanted to pass that along. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Kind of news and notes rolling out from uh, Thursday. Coming up next, segment number two, going to talk to Kyle Newman from Odds Checker at Newman New York Sports, and that's at Newman NY Sports on Twitter. Going to talk all things sporting lines and where's the money being placed as far as the AFC West goes. That conversation is coming up next. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar. Been talking about Built Bar for a very long time. Got a lot of great flavors to choose from. How about pistachio? What you know about pistachio? I always say they have a limited time flavor. How about pistachio? It is absolutely on there right now. BuiltBar.com. Go check it out today. Of course, they got coconut. They got cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange cookies and cream, and German chocolate. But they also have pistachio. And if you were a big pistachio fan growing up, just a snack or maybe even the ice cream, 
that might be the one for you. Or you can get a mix box. It's got two of each of the flavors. Uh, of course, they're, they're a great tasting protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar, but they're good for you. Protein bar, 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. Uh, a lot of the bars, I mean, these are so good and, and high in protein and very low in calories and very low in sugar. That's what you want, right? Absolutely. So uh, you got to go get it right now. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. When you go to check out, you're going to save 15% off your order just like that. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your order at checkout. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to welcome in Kyle Newman from Odds Checker at Newman New York Sports on Twitter. And that's at Newman NY Sports on Twitter. And we definitely appreciate your time, Kyle. And if you don't mind, we're going to talk all things AFC West as far as where money's being laid for the winner for each team, who's going to win the division, who has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, NFL MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. We're going to get into all that stuff if you don't mind. Yeah, sounds great, Q. All right, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about the AFC West. Uh, for many years now, it's been the home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, they got the they got the team, they got the quarterback, they got the head coach. Of course, everything is good and and lovely in Kansas City land. So, uh, as far as all the money that's going on of uh, the AFC West and who can actually win that division, where is it right now as far as the pecking order goes? Yeah, so betters don't believe this division's going anywhere. Okay. So the Kansas City Chiefs have seen 90.5% of bets. Wow. So it's 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 a washout here. Uh, as for the Raiders, you're seeing the Raiders and the Broncos kind of sitting down at the bottom at 2.4%. And then the Chargers sitting at a 4.8% right now. So, you know. No, no one expects much of a much of a change here, though. There is, you know, a little bit of a bump for for Justin Herbert and the Chargers that, that you're seeing a little bit right now. Now, I wanted to ask you, how surprised are you that the Raiders and Broncos are basically sitting there as the cellar dwellers? I'm not that surprised. So there was a little bit of a bump earlier in the uh, off season uh, for the Broncos, which we'll talk about a little bit later when we get to Super Bowl odds. But when they were connected with uh, Aaron Rodgers and a potential move there, they saw a pretty big bump in their betting numbers. Uh, but now that's kind of receded now that Rodgers has a new contract with Green Bay and it doesn't look like that's going to really happen this offseason. Uh, their numbers have have dropped off quite precipitously. So if you're actually looking at more recent betting, you're probably going to find that the Raiders are a little bit uh, more bet on than, than the Broncos are. So the, the Raiders aren't the last place team that uh, some of these uh, some of this betting data is going to make them make them out to be uh, because of that uh, that betting that we were seeing earlier in the offseason. You know, and I, I totally get the Broncos when they were connected to Aaron Rodgers. Now, like you said, that's a that's a wash. That's a that's out of the, the question. They have so many questions there. I feel like that, you know, of course they have a really good defense, but man, you just don't know about that quarterback position. And then the Chargers, I get Justin Herbert, he's the he's the nice, new, bright, shiny toy in the AFC West and the NFL in general, did really good his rookie year, but they got a new head coach. They got a new coaching staff. I mean, they always are played with injuries. It just kind of feels like, I, in my opinion, it feels like the Chargers and Raiders should be closer connected, and then the and then there kind of be a little bit of a drop to the Broncos. But I guess when Kansas City has ninety percent of the of of the of the money, I mean, there's not really a whole lot to go around for three other teams. Yeah, and I think the reason you're seeing a lot of a there's a little bit of a split that you see from the Chargers 
is that people really do believe in Brandon Staley. So uh, if you look if you look at the odds, you'll see that uh, Brandon Staley, depending on the book you're looking at, is usually the favorite to win Coach of the Year. So that people really do believe that ju- that that uh, tandem of Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley is really going to work out because Herbert is going to lift that offense with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, and Staley is going to find some sort of balance to make make sure that that defense, which was among the league's worst last year, isn't going to be giving away games that they were last year. And I think that's why you're seeing the bump, not necessarily because the talent level is all that much better, but because of faith in Brandon Staley that people just don't have in in John Gruden right now for the Raiders. Talking all things sporting lines right now with Kyle Newman from Odds Checker. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Newman New York Sports uh, and here with us on the Lockdown Raiders podcast on this Friday. And uh, Kyle, as far as, uh, how about the NFL MVP? We'll save the Super Bowl for last because, well, it's the last game played of the season. So as far as the NFL MVP, we know that Patrick Mahomes is going to get a lot of burn. Uh, we know that Justin Herbert's going to get some burn. Uh, again, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Denver, I really don't. Teddy B or uh, or Drew Locke, and then of course you got Derek Carr with the Raiders. Uh, where's the money being uh, laid right now on, on those quarterbacks? And is there another position that could end up being an NFL MVP out of the division that's not a quarterback? Yeah, so you're really not seeing any kind of betting on the Raiders here uh, to to win an MVP award. So there are zero Raiders inside the top 35 of uh, betters' favorites right now. Okay. Like none at all. So Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, like people just they they don't see it from the Raiders. Uh, and meanwhile, you're seeing Patrick Mahomes. He's the he's currently the second favorite to win the MVP behind the really surprising uh, betting favorite right now, which is Jameis Winston. Believe it or not, what? <laughs> What? Yeah, James James Winston. For whatever reason, he's been a starlet in the N, in the uh, NFL MVP betting all off season. He's maintained that number one spot. It's very strange, but I guess people see James Winston and they see all that potential that he had in, with the, with the Bucks, and they're saying, "Well, Sean Payton runs a much more conservative offense. Maybe a year behind Drew Brees, he won't be throwing." all of those contested passes anymore. And maybe you start to see those interception numbers uh, dwell, uh, start to come down. And then, you know, maybe he's still putting up those big numbers, but it is definitely a shock to see him up there, but just AFC West wise, you're wow. definitely seeing Mahomes as a, uh, as the, as the favorite there, he's, he's number two in betting. And then Justin Herbert is also top 10 in betting, Wow, uh, which is, a little bit of a surprise, but not yeah. really. Odds makers also have him top ten to win MVP, so it's really it's really not the biggest surprise uh, from a betting standpoint. But from a fan standpoint, to say, hey, this guy, you know, we we understand he was a he had a big rookie year, but is he really going to make the jump to MVP in year two? That's usually like a year three kind of thing, uh, unless you're like Lamar Jackson who has that special running trait that allowed him to make up for his deficiencies as, as a, uh, as a quarterback. So it's, it is a little bit strange that we're seeing Justin Herbert as high as he is uh, from a, from an outsider point of view, but from a betting point of view, it kind of just makes sense based on where his odds are. I'm still stuck on Jameis Winston at number one. I'm, I'm, I know, <laughs> I know we're not, <laughs> uh, we're talking AFC West and he's not in the AFC West, but I mean, did Jameis Winston place all the money? Is he the guy who put all the money on himself or? <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Saints fans in general, they, 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 they turn out pretty well in betting, but, wow. uh, 
But yeah, Jameis Winston being where he is has has been a shock all summer, and he just hasn't come back down to earth yet. I assume uh, once games are played, that might change, especially if if he doesn't even win the job, the, the starting quarterback job that he's still fighting for in New Orleans. But yeah, for, for whatever reason, people are in love uh, with Jameis. No sense. That makes absolutely no sense <laughs> at all, but... Maybe that's just not my lane. Maybe that's not my world. I don't know. Well, that's just part one of the conversation that we're going to have, Kyle. I got I to gotta have you hold on, man. We got to kick off into segment number three in a hot minute, and we'll continue this conversation. I still can't get over this Jameis Winston thing. But, hey, either way, let me tell you real quick about betonline.ag. Of course, it's that time of year again, and all eyes, like Tupac would say, all eyes on me. Well, they're now turning to football. Teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, the props, the contest. How about the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest that's open right now at BetOnline.ag? What do you got to do to get involved? Head to the website using your mobile device or your laptop, sign up today, and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's right, 100% welcome bonus. Make sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, when the league opens up with the Super Bowl champs against the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It don't matter if it's football, basketball, boxing, horse racing, USC. It don't matter. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season and do it right now. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Remember, when you're going to get that, that bonus, that welcome bonus, you got to use the promo code Locked On. You want that 100% welcome bonus? You got to use the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Jumping into segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Of course, your boy Q here. And we're talking right now with Kyle Newman from Odds Checker. Of course, using all the betting lines from betonline.ag. And uh, moving forward and continuing to look at some other categories. Because, again, I got to move away from that NFL MVP. That's got me uh, blown away. How about Defensive Player of the Year? The Raiders go out and make the free agent splash and bring in Unique and Gakwe. Uh, he's got he's to get some kind of love. I know there's some some heavy hitters in the in the AFC West. You got Joey Bosa and with the Chargers. Of course, you got Von Miller there uh, in Denver. Uh, there's some guys in Kansas City that can go out there and get it done as well. But Unique Ngakwe, let's start with him. And what, what what are the lines looking like? What are the odds looking like for Ngakwe to become uh, Defensive Player of the Year uh, in, in 2021? Yeah, so the odds for, the odds for Ngakwe aren't great. He's I think he's like tied for 46th in Jeez. in the league to, to, to win to win the award. <laughs> But the betting has been pretty good. Okay. He's sitting at he's sitting at eleventh on the market, so he's the eleventh most bet on player to win the award, at an albeit small two point four percent right now. Right. But still, he's he is sitting there at eleventh. But you're looking at uh, the NFL Defensive Player of the Year betting, and about sixty percent, maybe a little bit more, is pretty much being put on three guys. The overall favorite right now is Chase Young, okay. another second-year player who is expected to burst onto the scene this year, kind of like Justin Herbert. Following him is Aaron Donald, and then after that, it's Miles Garrett. Okay. So all guys who are getting after the quarterback and all guys who you know have either uh, played at that kind of a level before or have always been expected to in Chase Young's, uh, in Chase Young's case. So right. uh, 
obviously the pass rushers are always going to dominate this market because pass rushers are just seen as the most impactful other than, you know, maybe a lockdown corner. If they have like a Darrell Revis, Charles Woodson, Champ Bailey kind of year. But even in the NFL now, those kinds of years are few and far between, even from the elite of the elite at the position. And so pass rushers have, have kind of, uh, become a dominant uh, on the betting on the betting uh, side because they're just much more consistent uh, with their numbers year over year. You know, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, again, you said uh, Unique Ngakwe is getting a lot of money at least placed on him, uh, you know, 11th highest, not too bad. Uh, but the guys that you mentioned, Chase Young, I get it. Uh, Aaron Donald, you could pick him as NFL Defensive Player of the Year every year. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's just that damn good. And then uh, also uh, talking about uh, who else was the who was the third guy? Now I forgot. Miles uh, Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett. How can I forget about Miles and his big old uh, his big old biceps that he has? He's he's a man child. So yeah, those three guys make sense. I get those. Again. I still don't get the Jameis Winston thing, but again, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run you through that again, Kyle. I'm sorry, I apologize. I just can't get that out of my brain. But uh, this is great stuff uh, so far. I definitely appreciate this. Is Kyle Newman from the Odds Checker here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast? Now let's get to the the big game, the Super Bowl. And I'm assuming since you know there's no love for Derek Carr, there's not a whole lot of love for the Raiders, there's not a whole lot of love, too much love for Unique Ngakwe. I'm assuming there's not a whole lot of love for the Raiders in, in the Super Bowl either, but go ahead and break down the odds for the AFC West and their chances of going to the Super Bowl. What are we looking at? So here we go. So the so the Chiefs are sitting second on the uh, odds market to win the Super Bowl at currently 10.5% of the betting. Uh, the only team above them is obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because yeah. usually what you're going to find is that uh, early on you're, uh, the odds and the – and the betting are kind of going to mirror each other because, you know, it's so easy to fall in love with top talent on the Super Bowl betting market. So the Chiefs and the Bucks sitting at the top of the odds market, both at off of Super Bowl last year, they're both going to dominate the odds market. Then next in the division is the Denver Broncos at 4.4%. They're currently ninth on the market. We were talking about this a little bit earlier, but this was that Aaron Rodgers effect that we were talking about Yeah. Um, prior to uh what prior to Aaron Rodgers showing up to camp with that new contract, the Broncos were like top three, sometimes even the top team in the betting because of that connection with Aaron Rodgers. So we're they, so they're gonna they just kind of tumbled the rest of the offseason. They're probably gonna fall even further before we get to week one. But for now, they're sitting ninth in uh in the betting. Then it's the Raiders at 23rd on the market with 1.6% of the vote. Okay. They're not the vote, but the bet. Right. But the bets place. And then dead last, you're seeing the, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers with 0.6% of the, of the bets. They're 29th in the league. Wow. Wow. So the only teams that, 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 that are they're better than are the Jaguars, the Jets, the Panthers, and the Bengals. That's Eey. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> people love Justin Herbert. They love Brandon Staley. They don't think a second year a second year quarterback and a first year and a first year head coach are winning the Super Bowl. That makes sense. It does, but it, it's kind of funny, and I'm glad you said that. They love Herbert, they love Staley, but they just don't believe that they can uh, win a whole lot of games and, and go to the Super Bowl. So more, it sounds like uh, you know they could put up some huge fantasy numbers potentially, but not not get it done as far as W's and L's and get into the playoffs and make a deep run. But uh, very interesting uh, to see the whole way that it shakes out. And so I guess if if the Raiders want to feel like hey they got a little bit of a, a bump, they got they got some love over the. Char- charges as far as Super Bowl uh, chances and, and, and the money being laid on them, even though it's not a whole lot more. Yeah. So, I mean, when you look at it, uh, 
with, with the, someone like Herbert and the Chargers, who kind of are getting the bump here, uh, it, it makes sense, not even just from that kind of standpoint, but usually you don't see a, a, someone make the playoffs in their first year and make an impact. Right. Usually it's like, even if they're an elite player, they get into the, to the playoffs their first time, they lose in their first game, they win a game, and then they lose, whatever it is. It's usually a learning process because it's an entirely different game once you get there. So seeing them not do well there is kind of expected. The Raiders, you know, uh, Derek Carr has at least been there before, even if, you know, it hasn't been, you know, a mainstay for him and the Raiders. He's been there at least once before. And you've seen that kind of uh, impact with someone like Matt Ryan. Right, right. You know, Matt Ryan, his first time in the playoffs, it, it didn't go well. He kind of the, the Falcons kind of got mired in a in the muck and then he made it back in 2015 off of an MVP season and went all the way to the Super Bowl. Right. So you can kind of see where fans are coming from, from the Raiders point of view. If Derek Carr just has that jump, if John, if Josh Jacobs does enough, if that defense is there, you know, they have that kind of uh, veteran leadership that's been, to, that's at least been there before that they could, you know, just get hot and, and see something, see something happen. But for the most part, it's basically the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, and then a little bit the Broncos just because of that Aaron Rodgers bump they had earlier in the offseason. Right. No, that makes sense right there. And you're talking about that veteran leadership. And Derek Carr in 2016, like you mentioned, man, got hot at the right time, uh, got the team to the playoffs. He didn't physically play in it only because of the broken leg and broken ankle. But, uh, yeah, got the team to the playoffs. And so uh, at least he has that been there, done that, knows how to get there type of mentality. So that makes a lot of sense. Well, Kyle, this is great stuff, man. This has been great stuff. You can find Kyle Newman on uh, Odds Checker. He's from Odds Checker. You can find him on Twitter at Newman New York Sports. Uh, I definitely appreciate you. What you got coming out that folks should be on the lookout for? Or just what, what do you guys have featured there at Odds Checker that, that people should be looking out for? Yeah, so we do a bunch of insight and we do picks every week. So if you're looking for, you know, some betting advice heading into the NFL season, we got we, we have a whole pick section where our NFL experts will go through the biggest games of the week and they will uh, help you out with your with your with your uh, bets against the spread. Uh, we have a whole insight section which looks into into teams and matchups and everything that else that you could possibly want, as well as just our uh, our betting grids which are our main our main draw where you can look at what uh, all of the top uh, sports books are offering and pick out uh, the best odds for you. Nice. So that's what that's what we're doing. Uh, you can catch me uh, on Twitter, as you've said, at Newman New York Sports. I've also done uh, a few other podcast appearances. You can check me out on on Locked On Jets from earlier this week, and I'm sure I'll be doing more. Nice. Well, we'll definitely uh, you know promote you and push you out there because you do a great job. Uh, I definitely appreciate you being a guest on today's show, and uh, uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out, and I'll make sure to reach out to you as well to to do this again down the line. Yeah, of course, Q. It was, it was uh, great to be here. So there he goes right there. Kyle Newman from Odds Checker on Twitter, at Newman New York Sports, and that's at Newman NY Sports again on Twitter. Definitely appreciate his time. Want to shout out to betonline.ag again for providing us the lines, uh, but good stuff right there from Kyle, even though it didn't really play in the Raiders' favor. That's okay. Does it ever? Do the betting lines ever really kind of go in the Raiders' favor? No, but that's just kind of where all the money is being laid currently right now as far as the AFC West goes. So I felt that thought that was an interesting conversation. So I definitely appreciate all the efforts from Kyle. So uh, Raider Nation. 
That's going to do it for today's show. That's going to do it for today's week of shows here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. We're just one week at a time, knocking them out, knocking them out, knocking them out. Before you know it, it'll be September 13th, and we'll talk about a regular season game, that Monday night football game against the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Raider Nation, uh, be good after my show today. I'm actually doing an extended show today, uh, 2 to 6 p.m. I'm uh, going to kind of ride side by side with Vinny Bonsignor for two hours. I'm going to do my show from 2 to 4 and then uh, be on uh, his show from 4 to 6 as well uh, from the Treasure Island from TI. Uh, it's going to be a little event because he's in L.A. right now, and I'm not going to head to L.A. till after the show's over. So uh, you're going to get four hours of Q on Raider Nation Radio 920 if you tune in. Uh, it should be fun. I always like being out and about. Getting out of studio is, is always right up my alley. So, uh, yeah, I will uh, – I will chime in then, and then, of course, I'll bring you all the sights and sounds as I can from L.A. as the Raiders take on the Rams for preseason game number two. So, till Monday, Raider Nation, be safe, enjoy the game, uh, enjoy your weekend, uh, love on your family, do what you do, and as always, just win, baby.